Working Moms on Beat 102 103. You okay, Kate? Yeah, I'm fine. It's just that he, um, he says the first word today. He said bubble. He's never even seen a bubble. And I missed it. That moment's gone. Look, maybe you should go home. I want to work. That was not me blubbering, but I get it. Boy, do I get it. I'm a mum. I've experienced those guilty feelings when you miss out on something and you feel absolutely terrible, or you're racing home to be the one to read that all-important bedtime story. I felt like that time and time again. Like the character of Kate Foster, who you just heard from hit Netflix show, Working Moms. It's been described as the truth-telling comedy, lifting the proverbial lid on what it's really like to return to work after having a baby. I'm Shona Lyons, and this is Working Moms. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life It is currently 7am in the morning and while my five-year-old little girl Eve is still asleep, I have snuck out for a morning run. Well, as you can hear, it's a little bit more of a walk, but I don't want you to be fooled. This is not me every morning, but it's one of those rare occasions where I've actually kind of semi got my you-know-what together and I've managed to make it out the door before she gets up. The struggle is real, let me tell you, and it got me thinking about... The fact that when you have a child, there's that shift in identity. And for some people, that's positive and it's welcomed. And for others, it's just a change that doesn't come naturally. And I can't stress this enough. It is okay to admit that you are not on your own in feeling like that. But regardless of what you choose, whether you choose to stay at home or you decide to go out and earn a living, you're still a working mom. If 2020 has shown us anything at all, anything, it's that that meme holds some serious weight. And just like that, no one ever asked a stay-at-home mom what she does all day ever again. That's it in a nutshell. Look it, let's be honest. When you're preparing to have a baby, you have envisaged in your head with rose-tinted glasses what type of mom you think you're going to be. I certainly did anyway. But the reality once that baby arrives is a little bit different because in my head I was going to be Mother Earth. I was going to be oh naturel. I was going to do everything that she would have done. I really wish that someone had said look be slightly more realistic in your mum aspirations or at the very least just wait and see how you feel when the baby arrives because having a baby doesn't mean you undergo a personality transplant you are still you you just get less sleep so what I did was I got three super women from the southeast to bear their hearts and souls to tell me what kind of mums they are versus the ones they thought they might be and Stephanie Quigley is from Wexford and she is such a powerhouse. Let me just make that clear. She's married to Kieran. They have three small boys and she's part of that club. You might have heard other mums mention it. I'm talking about the three under three club. That one. I'm in awe of anyone in that club. Oshin is three, Harry is two and Sam is one. And she spoke to me about how everything changed for her after she had Oshin. Yeah, I thought I'd always want to be at home with them and it all be this idealistic vision of the perfect mother the perfect babies instead it's constant crying not knowing where they, whether you're coming or going there's no getting out just I think that was one of the main things I found when I had kids I couldn't just go 
go out to the shops on my own. I couldn't. The freedom of doing things like that was gone. I had given up my career as an accountant um, and yeah, I... I'd given that up. That was a huge decision to make. And a lot of people told me I was absolutely mad. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's a secure job. I'd been in it for 12 years. Um, what was I doing? Giving up my career. Like some people um, had said, but you studied for so long. Like you just, you might as well not have done it. And I was like, well, no, that's going to have to get me to this point in my life that maybe I can make this decision now. Um, so I gave that up, had the two boys and quickly realize I can't stay at home all the time. I just, it's not for me. It's for some people, it's not for me. I'm finding it too difficult. Amy Roach lives in Waterford with her two daughters, Keevelyn, who's 13, and Layla, who's 11. And when you meet Amy, you're just greeted by someone who would genuinely put a smile on your face. She's just warm and she's funny, but she's got this real strength behind it, which leads you to believe she has experienced a lot in her life. In her own words, she became a mum when she was quite young and it taught her so much. And she's not afraid. This is what I loved. She's not afraid to open up about it. She trained as a beautician before she had the girls, but she gave it up for a job in retail. She described to me how she did what she thought was right when Keevelyn and Layla were small and just how the reality of returning to work isn't always easy. I was young having children, so all my friends were still going out. They were working all day and um, going for drinks after work. So I just, I just, I like being around people. Um, and I went back to retail. I loved there, but I went back uh, part-time. And being in the same place part-time, the people that I had kind of trained were over me. And I didn't mind that at the start. But then, you know, you had kind of things like um, where you'd have to merchandise the shop to a new plan. And I'd have to stay till 10 o'clock at night. And it was mandatory. Um, and then uh, also when it was full-time, when I was assistant manager, I'd go in at 8 and then I wouldn't leave till half six, seven o'clock. Because in retail, you really have to tidy down. You have to mop the floors. Um, the paperwork is enormous. And then you have to be on all these different calls, you know, hitting targets. Like, it, it's stressful to be in that kind of a position. You have to work St. Stephen's Day, Christmas Eve. And what really hit the nail on the head was one Christmas Eve, I was only part-time worker. And I didn't get out until half eight that night because we were preparing for sale and my children were too tired to stay up and watch the snowman you know before bed and then obviously Santa Claus was coming and that was a late night and then up early the next morning on Christmas morning and then straight back into work on Stephen's morning and I just thought this is not for me you know I, I, I want to spend time with them but I want to work as well. Katie McCormack lives in Wexford with her husband Rob and their three daughters. Ava is 13, Lucy is 11 and Grace is 5. And I've got to say, did you ever just arrive at someone's house and literally feel as if their door is always open? Well, that's Katie's house. And I watched as Katie and her daughters and their friends just laughed their way through the afternoon. It was just really, really effortless. And that's the home that she has created. But I... 
honestly don't think she even realises it. Katie and her husband, they moved to Wexford after Ava was born and she made the decision then to be a stay-at-home mom. She opened up to me about what it was really like. So I was here at home in a new house and a new baby and living in a place where I wasn't familiar with. I had no family around me, so it was extremely isolating. You kind of have to get into a, a routine and you do, you know, have to kind of put yourself out there to, and try and meet people. There'd be days where you'd go without seeing another person. I joined a mother baby group and that was like my lifeline down here. So like that baby who I was talking about now is now 13 and I still have friends who I met 13 years ago in that mother baby group. I really look forward to going out every Thursday and meeting up with them. Um, I know they say it was for the children, you know, to socialise, but it was also for the mammies and the daddies too to have a little chat and catch up. What is it about being a stay-at-home mum that you love? Well, I get to spend every day with my children. I get to, to see them develop and grow on a daily basis. I know it's not, not everybody has that opportunity. I suppose I'm, I'm blessed that I can, you know, experience that. It is 1.30 in the afternoon and I am sat in my car waiting outside Eve's school. Uh, It's one of those days that I get to pick her up from school and I love when I get the chance to do it. I'm working from home today, which means I can. And on the days that I can't, I really try hard not to beat myself up about it because I love what I do. I love my job and I'm okay with saying that. With that in mind... Last year, with her three boys under three, Stephanie decided that she wanted a career that would allow her the chance to build something for herself. She'd given up the accountancy, but she wanted to do something for her, but also be there for her kids. And I'm sat here in the car, staring out the window, thinking about it. Absolutely no idea how she did it because she was battling child-induced exhaustion. But she opened her doors to the mum gym, which provides pre- and postnatal exercise exercise classes for mums. So when I set up the business, I said, like, hey, how can I work this around the kids? That yes, I can get my escapism, but I can still be there the majority of the time. So they went into creche for the mornings. I would come and I would work for a couple of hours. I did four mornings a week and I had my afternoons with the boys. I had the, all the weekends. There was no kind of... There was guilt, but it wasn't as strong as had I gone back to the accountancy. I wasn't um, gone a week, a couple of weeks at a time, which would have been huge guilt on me. I always remember a friend of mine said after she had had her first child that she was going to be, like you, she was an accountant, and she said, I'm going to be this uh, stay-at-home mom, I'm going to make jam, life's going to be great. And yeah, that didn't really work out. But it's that thing of, I have this, you know, amazing new life and yet I still want to continue mine and further who I am and and still achieve. Like I know that's that's not the case for everybody. Some people find pure fulfillment in staying at home and that's great. I'm struggling to figure out how you had the time to open your doors to a business to do all that. I suppose when I was opening the business one of the biggest things I had to just let go is things didn't have to be perfect to start it that if I try to be 100% mom, 100% business owner, 100% wife, 100% everything, it wasn't going to work. So look, there's parts of the business that I feel 
aren't as good as they could be but that's as good as I can give them right now and there's parts of the boys that I feel like oh I could be more I could be better here I could be giving them more here but if I kept doing that if I kept trying to have everything absolutely perfect I wasn't going to get anything done I wasn't going to hit anything I wasn't going to open the business and so yeah like it could be it could be better it's as good as I can give it right now and there are a lot of late nights studying for it there are a lot of late nights like marketing doing stuff I've never done before learning how to do things but it gets what it gets the boys will come first and I can give the business what I can after that Amy had gotten to this point where she just wanted to achieve something for herself and she realised as well like a lot of people I suppose that she hadn't followed the path that she'd often thought about when she was younger and she spoke to me so passionately about the importance of not giving up on something and I think we can all relate to that her face lit up when she talked about keeping her dream alive and she decided to just go for it she went back to college to study art and she opened up to me as well during this time Amy and her partner split and she became a single mum when I was in school I wanted to do art but you know you have people telling you that there's there's no money in art I then decided to go back to college to do art I, you know I was turning 30 I had two little girls and I and they were they were both in school so I was like now is my now is my time so I went in and I did the VTAC level 5 of art first then I decided to go with the whole hog do the degree and yeah so four years doing that but everybody had to sacrifice because I went back to college and it kind of the first year I didn't notice it but you know as time went on um, like I had to stay up late at night uh, I was cranky <laughs> I needed to get things in on deadlines you know children sacrificed their mom for a long time um, and then I came to the end of my degree and I was like oh, what am I going to do now like you know jobs and art um, they're in big cities money was an issue I was also a single parent at this stage um, in the first year of college I became single parent so there was a lot of guilt there but I didn't want to give up either so it was a selfish thing to do oh God I it's not a selfish thing at all because I just think in the back of your head you you needed to do that for your own identity as you say but also is it or was it important for you that they knew that mum went back and did this and that you know you got to work hard to achieve oh absolutely I think um, you know they know things don't come easy they really do like they understand that and they're like they're great children like they really accepted that this is what I was doing I guess they knew no different really you know but um, they were like they did get cranky they did and I think it's important for them to see you uh, thrive um, and mentally I need to be out of the house I love my children I love them to death but I mean I, I like praise to those who are able to stay at home I mean that like you know to stay, be a stay at home mother is, is massive you know to to go around all day everything is about them and I, like I do I praise that because I can't do it you know there are obviously similarities to these women's stories and something similar happened for stay at home mum Katie and she'd minded children in her home and she'd raised three of her own and when Katie's daughter Grace was three she said you know what I need something 
for me and she made the decision to go back and study. I'd had a small bit of experience with children with additional needs and I just thought to myself it might be something that I'd like to do. I'd minded children in the past as well at home so I decided to go back and do a, an SNA course and I, re- I actually really enjoyed that. I didn't realise how confidence wise do you know how kind of my confidence was quite low because you know I hadn't done anything for myself in so many years so um, it wasn't until I started getting up and going and doing that I really felt like I was doing something for myself so um, at the moment now I am I've done a a lot of voluntary work and I'm doing a bit of subbing as well there's some schools that would know me now and they'd call me if I'm needed but yeah I'm just waiting now to to get that job because that's what I really want to do There's one word which came up many times whilst I was interviewing these super women as I've called them and that is identity and I realised that it's something which genuinely becomes an issue at some point for many mums and I also realised that it's okay to go out in search of it you can do that Leanne Goff is a counsellor with the DMC clinic in Wexford and she talked to me about why it is okay to ask yourself questions about what you really want I think with regards to finding your identity that's one aspect of a much bigger issue um, and it can definitely be a trigger for anxiety and worry and stress in women you know it is really important that if you find that you're struggling some women don't even really understand what it is in terms of identifying who you are as an individual and that's so important and as a mother as well it's so important that you know who you are because that's what your children are picking up on so I think that is something that is really really important for women to think about and to take time to understand you know who am I what do I really appreciate what are my values when you understand that everything else kind of falls into place and that's great then to be able to pass that skill on to your children as well be it a working mother or a stay-at-home mother so it is Friday evening I have set record on my phone so I could let my thoughts out I have promised Eve a movie night and I am trying to get home as quickly as I possibly can to make sure that we have time to do that before bed and it's just got me thinking about mom guilt and that niggling feeling there's nothing you can take for it and sometimes it's just really hard I think even though you know deep down that whatever path you've chosen is right for you like I know that it's right for me to go to work there's still days when you question whether you're missing out on something and that's normal I've said this before even though mom guilt is not scientifically proven it doesn't mean that it's it's not real and then there's judgment as well and that feeling that everything we do is being discussed maybe by secret club who analyze and dissect our every move and obviously there is no club but I'll be honest sometimes I do feel judged um And I thought about it in terms of where do we think it comes from and how do we let go of it? Is there judgment? I think there's judgment for everything. And I don't think I realised that that judgment happened until I had my first. Um, Like there's judgment on how you feed your child, how you had your child, even though that might be completely out of out of your hands um, whether you go to work whether you don't whether you send to a crash, whether you send to a childminder there's judgement in everything and it is so difficult and 
that will contribute to the guilt as well. And I think you just have to own your decisions. Like that's when I found this a changing point for me when I decided no. Um, I, on my third, I decided I wasn't even going to try and feed him. And I had that been on my first, the guilt was there. As soon as I stopped feeding him, the guilt was there. The judgment, well, I felt the judgment was there. Maybe it wasn't, but I felt it was. Whereas on the third, it's like, no, it's not suiting me. So I felt no guilt. Not that I didn't feel guilt. I didn't feel as judged or I was able to handle it myself better. Is the guilt there? Yeah, at times it's there, but that was my decision and I owned it. Whereas it took for baby number three for me to be able to do that. On the first, I was not able to do that. When I arrived to interview you today and you said, I'm free, I'm baby free for the next three (laughs) days. And I was thinking of a conversation that I had with a girl that I met recently. And she said that she'd gone away overnight and she'd woken up the next day and she felt so bad that she was away, that she had rushed back. And in my head, I was thinking I would have been in that hotel bed. I would have been down in the spa. And I was feeling guilty because I thought, I don't, I wouldn't think like that so no it's like no matter what you do there's this you know inbuilt guilt that we have as women as as moms I suppose for you what is how would you describe what mom guilt feels like what is it something that never goes away and <laughs> um, it's constant like even Josh it depends where they are so my mom has them at the moment for three nights and they are so happy well, she packed his bag three two weeks ago to go no I don't feel guilty at this very moment <laughs> ask me in a couple of hours time yeah ask me tomorrow when they're gone two nights and yeah I will I'll be missing them and want them back home but I'm I still look forward to these like they don't happen that often but when they do happen I am very excited to have a bit of me time that I'm not rushing here there and everywhere Um, and going to bed knowing I can actually sleep tonight rather than have three kids visit me throughout the night Katie is just constantly surrounded by kids um, either hers or those she's minding and Katie's always on but I did ask her does she experience that mom guilt and judgment from others yeah and it's funny that you say that because I can't really say that now because they're all just here (laughs) Emmy what? Um, mum guilt to me because I'm here all the time the children just think that you know I'm a taxi for them so you know they're wanting to go places all the time but because I have chosen to be a stay at home mum I don't have the you know the, the money to be going off and day trips and things like that and that's where I feel guilty because I can't do them things with the children you know and where obviously if I was out working and earning I'd be able to you know do stuff like that so that's where I feel guilty you know um like I suppose you're you just no matter what you do I think as a mum you're gonna feel guilty you know it's just, I don't know it must be part and parcel of the job again when it comes to Amy she was just really honest uh, she deals with a lot on her own and she says that she's not good at offloading to others. Um, no, actually, probably even my closest friends, I wouldn't share that because I want to be strong, you know, and I want to think that I can do it on my own, you know, and I don't think anyone can do it on their own. You know, now I do do a lot and I do take a lot of stress on myself, you know, but uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't let people know that, you know, I'm worried about that. I probably, after the fact... You know, I said, oh, I've had a terrible week and had to do this. And then friends are like, why didn't you call me? 
I was like, but you have your life and I can't expect you to parent my children, you know? And also, like, I'm not driving. So I know it sounds dramatic to take a day off from college to bring your child to the eye doctor, but actually that is what it would take me because I'd have to go take her from school. I'd have to get her to the eye doc. Then I'd have to get us back home. And, you know, like that would take hours. Whereas uh, a five minute drive in the car, you know, so it's di- it is different. And everyone's saying, oh, why aren't you driving? And that makes me guilty. That makes me really guilty. And I'm like, well, because I'm a student and I pay for all these dance classes and what, you know, a car on top of that. I don't think so. You know, (laughs) it's the reality of it. You know, you have to make sacrifices. Mary Burke is the acting editor of rollercoaster.ie. It's the website dedicated to the ups and downs of pregnancy, parenting and family life. I've been on it myself many times. She spoke to me about women returning to work after having a baby. The reality is, is that there's still criticism for being a working mother despite the strides uh, society has taken. In June, we ran a poll asking our readers uh, if they went back to work after having children and why. Uh, the results showed that 36% of those who participated in the survey said they returned to employment because they felt they had to. A further 34% indicated that they returned to work because they wanted to. Uh, Whether it's a necessity for financial or personal reasons, it's clear that mothers who head back to work uh, need support. The last few months, the pandemic has brought a whole slew of new uh, issues to the forefront, especially for families. It's fair to say that the mother's working day doesn't finish when she leaves the office. Uh, When it comes to helping parents manage work and home life, there is no guaranteed answer at the moment. All we can do is show our support for the working mothers um, and working women in our lives and make sure that they know that we're here for them. I do hear loads of people in here, loads of mums in here going, oh, I'm back to work now in Moncton. I have to organise childminder, I have to organise crash, and I feel so awful. And like, it's the hardest thing ever, especially on your first. It's like going around, I'm suddenly trusting these people that I don't know that well with this most precious thing in my life. Will they be okay? And like, it is, it's, it's so difficult. But I suppose you just have to take that step and see, does it work? You can always, if it's not working, you can always change things. Um, but yeah, you just have to take that step and see trial and error I suppose see is this going to make me a happier person is this going to work for me if it doesn't we'll go back and that's what we've always said about this place if it gets to a stage that it's not working we just stop that's it Um, if say when the boys needed us at home all the time we stop I stop this we go home and hopefully I'll never come to that but if it does that's the plan like it's not to be all and end all just because I'd said I'm going to work um, and that's how I suppose I manage the guilt that if there is anything that's wrong I will stop straight away and go to them How important is it or is it important for you that your three boys know that you opened up this business that you, you've made a success of it like is that something that's in your head? Yeah, I like the fact that they know this is Mammy's work and if we are just even driving past the front, they are always like, oh, that's Mammy's, that's Mammy, Mammy works there. They still call it my new work. <laughs> but um, they, yeah, no, I do, I think, okay, maybe not at this age, but later on that they say, oh, Mammy did go out and do this and Mammy did, um, Mammy had her own business and Mammy worked hard as well as kind of rare us. I do think it would be nice for them to see and understand and know that, no matter what, you can go and do something. It doesn't have to be 
um, the traditional way of go and get a job. If you have something that you want to do, go and do it. And I'd like them to kind of pick that up from it, that they can go and do whatever they want, hopefully. I'm not just, you know, a stay-at-home mom. There's other things that I can do. You know, I think that's important as well, that, you know, you can, at no matter what age you are, that you're not too old to, you know, further yourself and better yourself. I would hope that I am showing them that they can be independent. I can hope that they can go and do something that they love and not be stuck in something, you know, that they detest. Um, I also want them to see that you can change your career at any time in your life, any time. Like, there's no cut-off point. You know, whatever they want to do in life, you know, just go do it. Definitely to be, like, strong, independent women, which they definitely are. You know, sometimes I question myself now, you know, when they're chatting back to me going, oh, God, I've created this. <laughs> do you know? I, but no, yeah, that's what I just, I, I do think that they shouldn't live by everybody else's rules, you know, that they can do anything. And uh, work ethic is, like, it's so important. Like, you're not going to get anywhere doing nothing. You know, you, you need to put the effort in. It is Sunday evening and I am here cleaning out a lunchbox that has been in Eve's school bag since Friday night. There you go. Given the level of honesty that Steph and Amy and Katie gave me, I felt it was only fair to share that. I called these mums superwomen because that is what they are and I'm pretty sure that their kids know that too. I think it's good that my mum went back to work because she likes what she's doing. It's been great having her mum at home for the last few years but now I hope that she goes and gets an SNA job. Why does mummy go to work? To get money. To get money? What else does she do? I can't remember my mum going back to college because I was so young but I'm happy that she decided to go back and do what she wanted to do. When I grow up, I'm going to work like my mama. 